But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. And we are still waiting on our power converters because the U.S. Postal Service is criminally underfunded and managed by a political toady. Hi, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. Alex Smittle. Still. Still (laughs) Alex Smittle. And boy, have we actually got news after a long drought. We've got points changes, we've got new ship previews, we've got changes to the hyperspace format, and some actual tournament news coming up. But first, uh, what's everybody been up to in the last couple weeks? Alex? Still doing my thing. Um, Downloaded Tabletop Simulator, so I've been playing some X-Wing again, which has been real nice. Indeed. Uh, I've, uh, I also re-downloaded Tabletop Simulator, been playing X-Wing. I recently got re-addicted to Skyrim. So I'm reliving that after a nine-year hiatus. Has it been that long? Yeah, 2011. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they're still releasing it. Get yeah, the new no, copy next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Skyrim for uh, the Tesla OS or whatnot. <laughs> uh, I've been doing much the same. I also jumped into Tabletop Simulator learning that. Uh, started a new Tabletop RPG over on Discord and... Uh, Got my uh, got my list for the Militant Casuals Jank Tank tournament. That obligatory. Thanks for the invite to your RPG, Newt. Yeah, Matt. I had people volunteering, guys, and it's also <laughs> so. How are we supposed to volunteer if we didn't know about it? <laughs> That's okay. I don't. I don't particularly like online D and D. I know. Yeah, and we we mentioned that before. I generally have a problem with uh, RPGs online, uh, mostly because <laughs> I don't like Roll Twenty. Not only the interface, but the fact that the people who run it are complete Our garbage. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's a, using the fate system, which takes the least amount of actual mechanics. So fate, dope. fate is dope. So uh, we're not going to start a side RPG podcast, but I may get some details about that as it goes on. Uh, if we did, we should call it DM more better. There we go. <laughs> DM <Yeah>. even better. <laughs> <laughs> better than DM better. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of bad on them. Uh, speaking of the West Coast, a group out of there, the Militant Casuals, invited me into their Jank tournament the other week, which is an interesting one, kind of like the Jank Tank Open, but done in a draft style. And today the draft just wrapped up, so all 28 players have their lists. The draft uh, that started Friday? The draft that started Friday, yes. It's uh, <laughs> not quite the NFL draft speed because you're dealing with a lot of people on Discord who have jobs and kids and things to take care of. Thankfully, it uh, it wound up really interesting because the jank lists that were provided, oh boy, did they vary in quality from bad to worse. And so this is going to be fun. There were a couple options. I was picking 16th, so uh, some of the better lists Seemed to vanish pretty quickly, although the one that was my number one pick was hanging in there. It was a good first order list. I was waiting, I was waiting, it was there. And then number 15 snatched it out right in front of me. So I ended up going with my second list, which was uh, actually one of the only separatist lists. I believe there's only two that got picked, which is, uh, and I'm going to check my notes here. So this, of course, is a format where the points don't matter for bids. Uh, General Grievous with Kraken and Solus one title, a Techno Union bomber with seismic charges and landing struts, a Trade Federation drone with concussion missiles and grappling struts, DFS 311 with grappling struts, 
a naked separatist bomber, and the pièce de résistance, Gorgol with marksmanship. Gorgol cut at LVO. Gorgol did, Gorgol did cut at LVO. Uh, so it's a six-ship list. Uh, we talked it over offline a bit, and you guys both let me know that in a meta where things are unknown, aggro is generally a good strategy. Oh, he so ever taught me that. Yeah. Six ships with uh, 14 or 13 and a half, if you count Gorgol's weird bullseye turret. Uh, Red dice is pretty good. But here's the thing, guys. I have literally never flown Separatists before. I don't own any. I've never tried it online. What should I do with this list? Joust with everybody but Grievous. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, uh, That's... Good baseline. Flank, flank with Grievous and Joust with the rest. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Now there are a lot. The majority of lists uh, that were randomly generated and chosen seem to be four ship, ten die lists. So I think uh, I've got a pretty good uh, offensive power there. The fact that three of the drones have uh, landing struts or grappling struts makes it interesting because I've got that option there, and then. If I'm not mistaken, DFS 311 is the one that can pass a calculate token at the beginning of the engagement phase? Correct. Correct. Okay. And Kraken lets you hold on to extra calculate tokens. Right. Uh, Soulless one makes Grievous tougher. Another another trick with Grievous with Kraken is to, like, turn one, take a calculate for yourself, and then you just keep it on Grievous, and you essentially have a force point on him. Okay. Uh, now, the network calculations does not let people borrow Grievous's calculate. Uh, do that, does it? Uh, I no, don't it does not. So, yeah. Okay. Both ships have to have the calculate action. Yeah. God. Well, yeah, Grievous does have the calculate action with Kraken. Well, so. eh. uh, no, yeah, no both ships have, have network calculations. Okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, so. According to Yasby, that's not true. Really? Yeah, it's like, I think they can take his calculate. He just can't take theirs. Okay, cool. So he could be theoretically a battery for some of them if needed. Uh, the only ordinance in there is that concussion missiles, which, not bad, sit on a rock and be a turret. Seismic charges seems like a little counterintuitive with this list, but it can be used to clear out gas clouds. They're also the best, just the best bomb in the game. Yeah, it's a ton of zone control. Like, you don't care if one of your droids takes a damage to do a damage to, you know, a wedge or a 95-point Braylon or whatever. Uh, there was a wedge list that went, I believe, 26. The only I-6 pilot in the entire draft. It was a wedge, blade squadron, wolf Waro list. Gotcha. And it, uh, it, a heavy, heavy wedge with intimidation, protorps, regen. So, uh, surprisingly, that went there. Uh, the list I was most interested in was a two-ship list. It was a Fat Leia and a 95-point Braylon Stram. Uh... Not going to name and shame who took that one, because they're probably going to get at least two or three wins with it. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, going to be fun. The Militant Casuals, you can follow them on Facebook. They'll be streaming some of these games, which are going to be held on Vassal. So the next couple weeks, uh, I'm going to get to play some X-Wing. And after that, however, uh, there have been some pretty big uh, tournament announcements in the last couple days. Doug, you want to let us in? <laughs> Gold Squadron announced the Galactic Championship series, which is... Uh series of tabletop simulator online tournaments um, meant to be a pseudo replacement for Worlds. Uh, it's clearly not I'm, happening. You're fine. I say if Worlds does happen, nobody should go anyway for safety reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't I don't see a way that it happens. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. No way. 
anyway, though, it uh, it runs sort of similar to how System Opens run, uh, but all online through Tabletop Simulator. It's uh, five tournaments to start with uh, in various time zones. I think it's L.A., New York, Warsaw, London, London, and Sydney. Yeah, are the five. Um, and then if it's like capped at 288 people or something like that, if you make the top 32, you get an invite to Coruscant, which will be, I think, the 8th of November or something like that. Um, yeah, early then, November. Yeah, and then of all the top 32 players from all those tournaments will meet there and have one final Duke It Out world-style event. Um, which would, assuming the top 32 of each tournament shows up, was 160 people for the final event. Yeah. Not too bad at all. Kind of almost like how uh, Worlds was going to be, the about the same amount of players. One of the uh, things that somebody mentioned in the Gold Squadron Discord was that because these are going to be run kind of like system opens where uh, five wins gets you to day two, somebody said, if we realize that we've already qualified for the top 32, can we just skip day two and not anger our families? <laughs> so that's a, uh, we might see a bunch of people make day two and drop just because they've already got their spot. In the Imagine having families. Yeah, I bet Imagine it happens less that. often than you think, though. I'm sure people will be pumped to play X Wing. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, we've all been team. we've all been jonesing for it for so long. So uh, bless Dion and Gold Squadron for putting this together. And Fly Better, uh, Fly Better is also and Fly Better, who's apparently also involved. Theoretically, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you, anybody can go to GoldSquadronPodcast.com/slash/Galaxies2020 for more details. Uh, tickets are twenty five dollars for these. That offsets the cost of the prizes, the shipping, and things of that nature. And like Dion lost money on the space jams, so indeed that's yeah. why the price has gone up. It's because he lost money on the space jams, as he said in his stream. And like he 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 shouldn't have to do this out of pocket. He's doing it as a favor for the community, Absolutely. so I have no problem paying $25 to support Dion to put on this tournament. Also, it's a six-round with-cut tournament. Like, it's not a three-rounder yeah. that'll be done in an afternoon. Like, Dion's gonna be spending five weekends taking his entire day running these and, things. Like, and Sunday. Like, his whole weekend yeah. for five for five weeks. Yep. Six weeks. A lot of work. Of course, huh? And so there were people out there who gave uh, Dion and Gold Squadron a bit of grief for how this was set up and the number of things. If you're one of those people, honestly, shame on you. People are trying to do good for the community. Uh, even if there are a couple stumbles along the way, don't be a jerk about it. We've also got some uh, news from FFG. Like we all heard last week, the uh, pseudo Gen Con streams happened. The in-flight report and the live X-Wing stream gave us a lot of news about things that are coming up. We're getting new ships, guys. Waves in September, October, and November. How hyped are we? Eh. For the points. Yeah, I'm hyped for the points. Like, uh, the new ships are cool, but uh, the LAT and the gunship and the the G were announced in, what, like late February, early March? Like so. yeah. Five months ago, and I, I don't have any more information about them. That's what I'm more interested in. A lot's kind of happened since then. Let's give FG a bit of a Oh, break. no, I'm not blaming no, it's them. Just, I'm just saying that's why more I'm interested in the ships that were previously announced that yeah. we still only have one bit of information about. We are supposed to get uh, some FFG articles this month and in the upcoming weeks about those, so we'll be Indeed. seeing stuff about that coming soon. Uh, but we got a lot of information. We got points changes, an expansion of the hyperspace format rather than uh, major changes. Nothing came out of the format because people haven't got a chance to play it much in the last six months. So we all kind of put together our five top takeaways from this, and uh, we're going to discuss them and give them to you. We'll go ahead and start out with uh, Doug here. 
Uh, okay, uh, so my first one is that uh, dash and turrets in general, but particularly dash is the one I'm talking about, uh, just keep coming down. Uh, he went down, I think it was six points. This specific one, this specific update, yeah, six points. Uh, but to put into context, his original price on 2.0's release was 100, and now his price with the Outrider title is 99. And uh, So dash came down to what, 85 points? He is 85 yeah. points, yeah. Which That's is spirit crazy yeah. for an i5 four-die turret that has arguably the best dial in the game, has an amazing ability, um, has crew and gunner options. Like that's, uh, I I don't see how Dash isn't good now. At 100 points uh, without Rider, you know, 99 technically, you are investing a lot of points in that ship, but it's going to pay off for the, that investment. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, something I just realized looking at it now, apparently Lebo got a talent. Which talent, yes, indeed. Uh, so maybe there's something there as well, because he's even cheaper. He's seventy. He still doesn't now. have a crew, though, right? He does not. But a talent goes a long way. Being able to get like Stand. give him one wolf. Right. Sad Libio noises. Yeah. Libio uh, is what I call Libio. that, by the way. <laughs> I believe the crew slot was removed from Libo because of the... Oh, 3PO. 3PO, yeah. yes. Being able to... Well, it's what I'm referring to as Libio, is Libo uh -huh. 3PO. Very first thing, Doug flew in 2.0. That's true. Yeah. We tested it, it We tested it after a 1.0 tournament. We just proxied everything. And sat in a and... supernatural regen Luke with Afterburners. Yeah. And... Oh, the, yeah. the early days. And I flew in Afterburners. Fenrao... Because we thought and, he'd have uh, a talent or a, a mod. Uh, yeah. A mod uh, because the quick build did. Yeah. Uh, well, that was even and before quick builds came out. It was just off the off the okay. very first announcement, even pre-Gen Con points. Yeah, we, we didn't, just guessed at points. Yeah, we were just guessing. We assumed that everything would have a modification. Cause, right, because in 1.0, there was no quote-unquote mod slot. Everything yeah. could just be modified. Yep. That was some good times. All right. Alex, uh, what was your first takeaway? So, on the same line as Dash getting cheaper, the Shadowcaster got cheaper as well. Asash dropped all the way down to 69 points. Nice. And that's a 10... In a probes, Doug. <laughs> it's a 10 health, 2 agility ship with 2 force for under 70 points. That's She's 1 point more than a base Fen Rao. Like, yeah. And uh, Ketsu's down to 67. But even, also, intriguingly, the generic is 55. Right, the Shadowport Hunter. Uh, very underrated. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's yeah, it's got one of one of its arcs is only two dice, but it's cheaper than a fire spray by seven, and all it all it trades is a, a third die on its secondary arc. But that secondary arc can move, and it Indeed. has arguably Indeed. a better dial. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a and the evade base. action. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dial's great, large base, so it can cover a lot of ground. Kind of limited as to where it can fit. It's no medium base, but. The Lancer's a, a great ship. I'm actually, I've been looking really hard at Asajj since points came out. I think there's something there. And, like, her with just Maul is 81 points. That feels like a bargain for a three-force ship with 10 health and two agility and the evade action. In a vacuum, if you've got 69 points free in your list, do you go with Asajj or Fen? I mean, Fen's already in my list, so... <laughs> Um, it depends on the rest of the list, though. Like, the, there's no vacuum because they fill different roles. And if I like, if the rest of the other 130 points on my list are a swarm, I'm bringing Fen. If the other list is Gory and Tarok, I'll bring Asajj. Like, and there's in a vacuum, there's no real way for me to make that choice. But probably both if I get the if I have the chance. That's what I've been looking at. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, we've been doing some practicing on Tabletop Simulator. Uh, one of the hilarious things about Tabletop Simulator, if I can have an aside, is the ability to play two games simultaneously at once with four people. And that, guys, when we're sharing Discord, that just gets chaotic. It does. So it's like being in the store. Yeah, it right. definitely has. It has a much, uh, a much more natural feel to it, I guess. Having yeah, a bunch just... of side conversations going, and mm-hmm. it felt, it felt like being back in the store, and that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got uh, a nice little uh, kind of pseudo game night going uh, with our buddies Brian and Greg. Greg, uh, Greg. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was Friday, uh, and then four of us hopped on on Sunday as well and played. Yeah, as we are uh, at least the three of us are kind of staying away from playing in person. What with resurgence of the plague. Yeah, and all. it's just not worth it at this point. Yeah, it's hitting pretty hard. It is nice to have kind of that. Uh, Closer to the real thing replacement there. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, my first takeaway was also related to a points drop, but specifically ships that dropped below the threshold of being able to add another ship. Uh, at 50, you can have four ships. At 33, you can have six. At 28, you can have seven, and so on. Uh, we saw points drops, the, all for these generics, obviously. The Sinar Jameis Engineer dropped to where you can fit four in a list. Uh, Black Squadron Ace Strikers and both the generic Nantexes dropped to where you can fit six in a list, as well as the Baron of the Empire, the generic talent Inquisitor, or uh, TIE Advanced V1. Heavy one. And the Spice Runner, the generic Scum Hawk, both dropped below the point where you can get seven of them in a list. Rebel Uh, Scouts in shambles. Yeah, Rebel (laughs) Scouts were still one point too high for that. Uh, Scum for life. I, I would scream into the ether, but Rebel Scouts are also Initiative 2, where Spice Runners are Initiative 1. Ah, that's why they're different. We were thinking yeah. about that the other day. Yeah, it's, it's the one-point initiative difference. So, to be honest, I think uh, Initiative 1 on the identical chassis is a little bit better, for reasons we've discussed previously. Yeah. In general, yeah, I 1 is better than I 2 on generics. And as much as I love the Hawk as a chassis, I don't see... I think at 28 points, they're... There's a possible space for them as a filler, but not as a seven-ship swarm. However, the the Baron of the Empire, maybe. that That's just a good generic chassis. And spamming seven of those, while they're not as obviously not as good as the Inquisitor with the, the Force Point and the I-3, you've got the potential for seven Initiative 3 ships. That can be uh, annoying to deal with. Probably better than the other Imperial Seven Chip list, which is Vader and Six Academies. <laughs> well, one of those is Cypress. Oh, I guess they're both Cyberspace now. Yeah, they're both Cyberspace now. I, I just don't know. When you like, get up to seven, though, being I three is actually pretty is, significant. Like, there is something there, and like it's, I don't know for, I don't know how it'll go either way. Um, yeah. But yeah, the ability to PS kill stuff with seven I three shots is a big deal. I say it almost feels like a, a Focho comparison, where you're losing one TIFO to get linked actions and to go up to I three. Um, Indeed, their dials are pretty comparable. They both have four health, although the shield hole ratio is a little better on the tap. Um, I think I think that's actually a pretty interesting list. I mean, the big problem Indeed. is you have to buy. Yeah, hit me up when you, when you buy seven taps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one, of, one of the major things we saw though was the drop in points to the signer Jameis Engineer is opening uh, up a lot of list space. Love it. Yeah, uh, the only thing I have played since the points have been changed has been triple silencer plus fourth ship. Which uh, the other day for you was uh, Von Reg, I believe. Von Reg, and then I played a quick, quick draw, draw against well. Mingy. Yeah, quick draw. Yeah, quick draw with Gunner fits in there perfectly. 
And I actually think that might be a better choice than Von Reg, just because I like the TIE SF better. I disagree, but Quickdraw just dies, man. Yeah. You just ignore the silencers to kill Quickdraw. Like uh, I think they both have their own merits. But the point is you get us you get a pocket ace with three silencers, and three silencers take a long time to kill. They are so um, tanky. Yes, indeed. And the uh, correct answer might just be a four silencer. Uh, you do Avenger instead of another Sinar, but um, but the, like that's a very tanky, very fast list that can double reposition or always have a focus and a reposition. They have amazing dials. Um, I, I definitely think there's something there. I don't know if it's top tier, but I'm, well, I'm having fun either way. Kylo in three. If only. If only. I said very sarcastically. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> um, all right. all right, Doug. Uh, what else uh, is one of your takeaways? Uh, let's see here. Um, the Blue Squadron Torrent, the I three uh, elite generic, has a talent for Republic. Uh, is down to twenty six. I think it was twenty seven before, so it's only a one point drop. Um, but that's that's only one point now over the the Gold Squadron. Uh, and then you have one point for dedicated. So for now, two points more than a gold squadron, you get an initiative and uh, the potential defensive bonus. Uh, read off dedicated because it's or uh, dedicated is when you have a friendly, non-limited ship, or they uh, have the dedicated, or, or they have dedicated in your side arcs at range zero to two. If they're the Correct. defender, you can take a strain to let them reroll a defense die. Yeah, which so if you have one copy of that, that's not a very big deal. Uh, if you have, you know, three, four, or five copies of it, that's much easier to trigger and can make a, a you know, like a, a broadside or a sinker uh, much tankier than they should be. It can make, a, you know, a CLT Jedi nearly impossible to hit. Um, so I, I think Dedicated started at three and is down to one, and now the, the Blue Squadron Protectors, I believe, started at 29 and have come down to 26. And the, the cheap 26-point torrent uh, as a filler, if in most lists, if you were going to throw a couple gold squadrons in there and you had a bid, now you can throw some blue squadrons in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and, and in general, uh, there's not a ton of useful talents for them, but there's always future releases that could add something. Um, either way, I'd, I'd keep an eye out for them. Like, only one point for an initiative and a talent slot is a good deal. And, like, the Synchro Swarm is the, the quintessential place where dedicated... Mm-hmm. Makes it like five five dedicated towards and sinker means there's really no reason for them to shoot at sinker, which makes him last longer to do his thing. In fact, let me check here. I'm pretty sure though that yeah, sinker still not in hyperspace, unfortunately. He is oh not, yeah, but but there's still a lot of room for uh extended the, out there. I say the only official, you know, official. The only tournaments we know of are tabletop simulator ones that are extended. So. So, right yeah, now, I think it's an extended meta. Yeah, yep. I mean, right. pointless is relative. If that's what you enjoy playing, and play that. But that's indeed. Alex, what else? Uh, what else have you brought from these? Uh, Millennium Falcons just keep getting cheaper, and I. It makes me sad. I have a philosophical what I said, but also play them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, please don't play them against me. <laughs> Not just Rebel Falcons, but all the, Falcons. Uh, Resistance Falcons got a lot cheaper, including so the Scum Falcons. The Scum doesn't have Falcons. Uh, it does. It does also, quit, quit reading my point. This is my <laughs> point about how cheap Ray is. Uh, Ray with the title is only seventy points now. Uh, thanks for the correction, Doug. Um, that's ridiculously cheap. If you're not playing Ray in Extended Resistance, you're incorrect, probably. Yeah, I have a hard time disagreeing with you. That's yeah, like she's the same cost as Fenrau. 
Yeah. For two force on an 11 health turret. Yeah. Like, if you want to go to the by throwing Finn on there, you get the, the chainsaw going. That... You don't even need to do that. Just point your arc sideways and target lock every turn and just have full mods. Like, for 70 freaking points. That is so, so cheap for what Ray brings to the table with just those two, with just that one upgrade. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, Ray's ability is obviously really good. That being said, if you're running naked Ray, it's perfectly viable to just point the turret sideways and pretend she's a generic with force. Like 68 points for a I5 generic Falcon with two force tokens is ins- it's an insane value. It's an absurd value. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know why she's not more popular. Honestly, it, it's crazy to me. And yeah, she's not in hyperspace, but yeah, I think I'm starting with Ray in every resistance list I'm building, which is more than I would like to admit. <laughs> but she only went down two, so she was she only, only seventy two last, Four, which was yeah. also an absurd value. Yeah, play Ray. That's that's my points as well. No, uh, last update it did. It went from five okay. to two. Right, I remember. Then, but like all the Rebel Falcons came down a point too. Mm-hmm. Like Hans, Rebel Hans only seventy nine. That's an absurd value. Lando is 78. That's an absurd value. Yeah, uh, an absurd value. Chewbacca's the only one who's not an absurd value. That's because he doesn't really have a pilot ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for context, I've seen a lot of people be excited about Leia. And Leia is nine more points than Rey. That's not right. Uh, Leia is 77. So she's 11 more. She's nine more points. Nine more points. Yeah, I was right. Nine more points than Rey for one force. So you lose a force and you gain two shields. And I would argue Ray's pilot ability is much better than Leia's. Indeed. Also, one thing people forget about on Ray a lot is that her ability works on defense, too. Mm-hmm. So you can keep your force. Like, what I did when I played her is I just I take target locks every turn. And then um, if I don't need to spend my force for offense because of the target lock, I have it for defense where I'm guaranteed to dodge one on a shot. Yep. Like, Ray's stupid good, especially... Like, yeah, you can do the loaded out fat Ray, and she's probably fine there too. But I really think the just title Ray is is stupid, stupid good. No argument there. Well, my second takeaway was one of the new cards that was previewed coming with the uh, Etta One Interceptor for the Republic. That's uh, the Hyperspace Overdrive Ring, which is interesting because if uh, I understand correctly what they said in the stream. It's going to be neither hyperspace nor extended legal, so kind of casual and epic uh, only, which is interesting for uh, a piece and a card that comes in a regular pack. Uh, I think that's opening up a lot more of the game. They're acknowledging that people don't just play these competitive hyperspace and uh, extended formats, so putting out more components for varied game types is a good move. I I like seeing it out there. It gives more to the broader family of X-Wing. But what specifically kind of jumped out to me about that, as well as the uh, the way it's worded, it's almost impossible to use on a 3 by 3 mat, the way it's worded. So playing it on a larger table for epic play seems pretty much ideal. Yeah, that's... Um, I, don't, I don't actually remember exactly what it does. There were a lot of cards that were thrown around the last few days. Um, it, it, allows you, it allows you to set up kind of like Resistance Han, 
Yeah. But with a lot more restrictions. And anytime you would do a maneuver, you can instead stop and rotate. Okay. But, and you basically, your ship that you have with it, uh, which can be a V-Wing, an Edda, or a Torrent, is docked to it. It's a small ship that another ship docks to, and you use the docked ship's initiative and dial. Right. And then when you undock, you basically have a motionless, however many points ship that just sits there, doesn't activate or get engaged. <laughs> so it's uh, potentially in Epic a good way to deploy a small squadron of ships out into the battlefield, which, again, I love that idea thematically. It fits with how the hyperspace ring, you know, kind of would work tactically. So I'm a big fan of that creative use of the design space. Yeah, it's neat. And I, I yeah. like that they're adding epic or non-tournament format upgrades to expansion packs. Like, it, it takes nothing away from the stuff people are getting for competitive play, and it adds options for people that enjoy other formats. Like, it's it's just more It'll keep happening. Yeah. It also looks really cool, so if you want to fly the Edda with the, the ring oh, part sure of the media, people, people will, because it just looks neat. Yeah, until FFG rules that you have to have it undocked, because it's not legal. All, uh, having Resistance have transport. Yeah. Also going on the record of saying, that's dumb. I agree, but I also don't think it's a very big deal. Indeed. Uh, Doug, your third pick. Uh, my third pick is that quad jumpers are back down to 29 points. Um, they were 28 points come. when the game, when 2.0 was released, and they very nearly broke the original uh, extended meta. Um, I know the tractor beam change has some people a little worried about it, but I, I don't think it's relevant. Um, no, I mean, it's not irrelevant, but I don't think it's nearly as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Tractor yeah. beaming is far more often about either putting them on an obstacle or just flat reducing agility yeah. and removing shots. Yeah, removing like, shots is usually a pretty low consideration mm -hmm. on. So think about it this way. If you had an action that could give a ship a strain token, oh, we'd all love that. Tractor is better strain. Yeah. And but has the potential to put people on rocks. And, the reason yeah. people are concerned... Which I again I don't agree with. It's because moving a ship, they can now rotate and get a shot that they wouldn't get before. Yeah. But I feel like that's a pretty minor consideration. Generally, I, though, I haven't. Only... Oh, sorry. sorry I say I haven't played um, with quad jumpers much, but playing against them, I am never concerned about losing my shot when I play against a quad jumper. It's about either being thrown onto a rock or now I'm eating a bunch of shots with reduced agility. Like it's right. it, the the loss of shot is is never the. Oh crap! This is what's killing me. That's the concern with Sun Fock, but yeah. that's not the concern with quad jumpers. Like, right? That's yeah, if it's been a twenty-nine point and an eighty-two point ship. Like, indeed, indeed. Right, and as I was saying, the when as someone who's played quad jumpers a lot, you generally only move the ship if you're going to be able to put it on a rock or debris or a bomb or things of that nature. Uh, the reduction of agility is a much better benefit of the tractor beam. Yeah. Yeah, and even if you were to like generally if you move the ship even if it's not going under a rock or something it's you're usually putting it in a position that's better for you like you're not just moving their ship around just because just really nilly yeah like there, there will be times whenever you would tractor beam somebody with the sole intent of denying a shot but i i think those situations are far less common than people are head simming and the only other thing that's changed is that you used to be able to track someone to where their maneuver would hit a rock Mm -hmm. um, and they can now take a stress to turn. But if you do that, 
you just force them to take a stress to move maneuver to maneuver in a direction they didn't intend to. Yeah, to avoid a rock. And like, stress control is strong. Like that's yeah. that's still a powerful effect. You still not triggered somebody, and they ha- they're more predictable the next turn. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, but the point being, quad jumpers are now very cheap again. Like they shot up yep. to thirty-two, and then they crept down. I think to thirty. Another down to twenty nine. Like I, uh, I think the quadrumper is another ship you should really look at and extended scum. Agreed. Yeah, I, I really highly doubt quadrumpers will ever go back down to twenty eight, being at that seven ship oh, threshold. They shouldn't have any. Oh, so quadrumpers is probably not a very good list. No, it's really uh, not. Because unlike a lot of other uh, two die five health ships, their dial is incredibly restrictive. It's very. That's because they have this tractor beam thing attached to their face. Yeah. <laughs> But also, uh, the cheaper they get, the more easily they fit into other lists. Like, for example, when Quadrumps were 28th, the most popular list was the Drea Swarm with three Quadrumpers and four Z95, or three Z95s and Drea. And at 29, that doesn't fit. Also because Drea went up. But anyway. Oh, wow. Drea went up so much. Yeah. <laughs> also because, yeah, that was when we also had two-point Han Gunner. Yeah. Uh, Han Gunner wasn't in that list. It was four points to start. Anyway, the point is, they keep getting cheaper. Uh, I still think they're really strong ships, and you should give them a try. My Speaking of quadrumpers, my crossroads list I won with, which was Fen, the really fat cav on two quadrumpers, fits again. It's lost its 10-point bid, but it is under 200 points again. <laughs> it went from 190 to... Oh, like one, yeah, it's like 199 now. With the increases to all the uh, different things it had in it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Protorps, Han Gunner, and Quad Jumpers all went up. Oh, those were all so cheap when 2.0 came out. That, the Han Gunner was four. Protorps were nine. Like, yeah. Smittle and I um, were having some fun reminiscing on the difference in power level of the game now to the beginning of 2nd Edition, and then even then how wholesome 2nd Edition felt compared to the end of 1st Edition. Indeed. And very true. Uh, Alex, what was your third pick? The Republic is dead, baby! Um, exaggeration, exaggeration. Don't fly Republic, it's trash. Um, Extended Republic got hit really hard by this points change. Um, the Obi, Plo, Rick, and Obi, Plo, Anakin, and the Naboo lists, they don't fit anymore with all the regen. You can't get double regen and chopper in a list anymore. It just doesn't fit anymore. That's huge. And uh, that's huge. And Anakin and the freaking... Delta B Anakin is 86, 95 with regen. That's expensive. That's scaring everyone off because that's a big number. It's a Braylon Strom style number. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Republic's dead by any means, but you no longer get all the toys you want and a bid. And Indeed. even further, you just don't get all the toys you want anymore. And that's a good thing. Like, yeah. that means Republic play, like, Jedi actually have to play effectively now. They can't just face tank stuff and then regen and come back. And, move, you know. and just move last with a 20-point bid. Yeah. And since... Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, now they have to yeah, make actual choices in list building, and they're going to get punished a lot harder for mistakes. Yep. And, uh, that's... Ding dong, the witch is dead. Is that the uh, the Saratessum special that I uh, flew at Crossroads, being uh, Obi-Wan with Delta 7B, Ion Cannon Broadside, a 104th, and two Gold Squadrons, started out at 199 points, when the January points update happened, I took it to LVO at 200 points. It is now 203. Yep. Not, not a single Republic list I've flown in a tournament fits anymore. And one of them yeah. had a 15-point bid. <laughs> like, yeah. The closest you could get is you could now make it a dorsal turret instead of ion cannon on broadside. Yeah, yeah you, you, you would have to in order to play it. But I do think that uh, with 
Some the better the change is just drop Obi Wan to Plo. Yeah, yeah, you can do that, or possibly uh, who knows? Points with the lat might uh, might add something. Indeed. All right. So my third pick uh, was something that kind of also did some interesting design space. The overdrive thruster upgrade that is coming with uh, the resistance specifically says uh, it is equipable on resistance X-Wing. Right now, there's only one of those, the uh, T-70. So that leaves uh, open design space for potentially a future T-85 as seen in the resistance cartoon. Also known as one of the ugliest ships ever designed because the animation quality on that show is uh, idiotic. T85 was in the Visual Dictionary before Resistance, though. It still looks weird. It's got it's all bulbous and has weird angles and stuff. Look who's talking, Baboosh! I, I have uh, no ang- I have no angles. <laughs> but also, at least open the shutter um, array in a T65 from Retur- Rise of Skywalker. Possible yet. There's been a lot of uh, theory crafting, a lot of uh, fan ideas about it. Didn't it didn't happen. Yeah, but there are again are are potential there. Uh, we're going to see some interesting builds with that. What it does is, uh, if you would perform a red boost barrel roll or slam action, then uh, you use a template of one speed faster. So if you were to say go. Uh, I don't really think there are anything in Republic right now, I mean, our resistance right now with Red Slam. Uh, but if another ship comes in with it, then there you go. Because the Slam from Black One is a white maneuver, I believe, and you can't Poe into a Slam. So you have to Slam first. Right, you have to Slam first. But what that means is uh, anybody can become Lieutenant Laurier with the uh, two-speed barrel rolls. He was curved, he was curved barrels. Who was the two-speed barrel roll that I'm thinking of? Oh, that was Epsilon Ace, who's a TIFO. Yes. Uh, so you're you're flinging yourself all over the place. Uh, some options that are fun with it, with just some theory crafting, is a nine num in the T70 with uh, Daredevil, which lets you do his uh, stress canceling abilities repeatedly, do Talon rolls, and then two hard boosts, clear stress potentially. It's a gimmick. I wouldn't consider that a competitive, but for fun, especially like doing something like Aces High, that could just be ridiculous. I love the idea of uh, seeing things from the movies when we saw uh, Poe, the big overdrive thruster, do uh, its shenanigans in uh, The Last Jedi. Everybody was wondering, oh, how's that going to be reflected in the game? And we thought, oh, the yeah, black, I thought one's it was the, black one, yeah. The, the slam action. But the idea, I like the idea of. Uh, only works off red actions, but giving yourself that potential two-bank boost can be huge, and it's not charge-based. So if you're flying, say, Poe, you can absolutely, or any ship that's got the the linked action that focus into barrel roll, uh, you're going to be possibly just launching yourself all over the board with that. Uh, might not, depending on points, might not be really tactically useful, but it kind of gives a little bit of a pinball arcade feel to X-Wing, and that's always fun. Yeah, I, I mean, points are obviously going to depend really strongly on how competitively viable it is, um, but for sure on Poe, it's going to be good. It's going to um, be amazing on Poe, because yeah. you can you can game the system on if you want to do a one-speed or a two-speed reposition mm-hmm. by doing that action first or second. Yeah. Right, that's so, what I was going to say, because it is a must. Yeah, all the others, it's going to be a little more questionable because it also has a daredevil tax in order to, or a 
Or uh, your S foils are closed to text. But isn't even that barrel roll into focus? It's it's focus into barrel roll. Is it okay? Yeah, because so you can you can do the barrel roll at least with any of them. But but yeah, on, on Poe in particular, it should be great, assuming it's not a ludicrous amount of points. Indeed, most people are expecting it to cost about what afterburners costs, which feels a little expensive to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's tough to gauge. It's a it's a must. Must makes it really hard to mm-hmm. to cost. And the T70s a little lackluster when you get up into the name pilots. Uh, so it being expensive feels I, I don't know. It's it's a tough card to cost. We'll have to, we'll just have to see. I do have one question about it though. Um, on nine, when you do a Talon roll into a two hard, you end up in pretty much the same position a two hard would have put you. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you get to do a talent roll. But you don't get to do all the shenanigans. Yeah, true. <laughs> Instead of just doing that and taking an action to boost, I could just move and take an action. <laughs> you can theoretically, with properly positioned enemies, do things like a three talent roll, pattern analyzer into a boost, slam into a, another three talent roll, pattern analyzer into a uh, another thing, advanced slam. I mean, you can, yeah, you can stack actions with Nian with this ridiculously. And, and in the end, you have an unmodified shot and you get killed because you have no defensive <laughs> mods. <laughs> the Rube Goldberg trail, trail you took to get there kind of makes it worth it. It's the uh, journey. <laughs> it's, it's the journey that winds up with you in the exact same place. Uh, Doug, what was your fourth takeaway here? Uh, before I get into that, I was messing around in Yasby, uh and a neat variant of the Tessum list you guys could try. You can go down to Ahsoka with Delta B uh, instead of Obi-Wan, and then you can actually bump up all of your generics to the I3s with Dedicated, and that's 199. Oh, snap. Now you have five I3s. You get the Dedicateds in there to make Broadside tankier, to make Ahsoka tankier, to make each other tankier. Um, Ahsoka so is coordinating. Yeah, she's she can yeah. coordinate. Um, just something I I really I, that's that's nifty, dude. Yeah. I, I like that because everybody in that list can take advantage of dedicated yep. because you have three ships with dedicated and two named pilots. Yeah, which to to spell it out for those who can't see our Discord, uh, it's Ahsoka with Delta B, uh, Squad Seven Veteran Arc One Seventy with dedicated, two Blue Squadron Protectors with dedicated, and broadside with an ion cannon for 199 points. Um, oh, I like that. I really like that. And That's... you'll you'll get the fun addition of using dedicated, and nobody will know what it does. <laughs> if you're that... one of those people that loves hearing what's that card do, yeah. it's treacherous all over again. When <laughs> yeah. Paul flew tetre- tre- treacherous at the Tetris system open. Uh, Tetris. Yeah. Tetrises. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so that's, that might be something to look at. That's uh, a neat list, Doug. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my fourth item was uh, the generic vultures going up by one point, um, which I, I don't know how big of an impact it'll have. Um, we talked about one instance where it's a huge impact. Yeah, in the in the specifically in the Seer TA-175 in a bunch of vultures list, it's a really big deal. Um, but that's also because Seer shot up and yeah. TA-175 shot up. Uh, in general, though, it should mean that it's the similar to the Jedi. It's not that they're going to be bad. It's that they don't get all of their toys. They don't get. They don't have. They have to make decisions now. They they don't just get to pick whatever they want and have it all fit perfectly. You know, they they're either going to have to lose a droid in order to fit their Discord missiles and their uh, their dank droid, or they're they're going to have to sacrifice those in order to fit an eighth ship. Um, overall, I think it it brings Separatists a little bit closer to uh, to the curve with everything else. They're probably still. 
I mean, they're almost certainly still the best swarm faction. Um, but it's, it's a step in the right direction. And interesting how granular, just a one-point adjustment has forced that, that major change. And part of that's the faction, because drones are the the quintessential ship of that faction. Like, you, you don't build a list with less than four of them, five of them. Um, so that's actually, you know, a five-point nerf, not a one-point nerf. Um, it makes a lot of good points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex, what was your uh, fourth takeaway? Uh, I'm ready for Hondo to come out. We've been waiting for Hondo for years almost. Hondo is going to be super neat for every faction. He's going to open up a lot of options for as far as coordinating and jamming that other factions can't do. Is he actually he's factionless prob- or is he only scum? He, he's scum. factionless. Is he really? I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay, that's amazing. He's, he's gonna break. He's gonna break the game. Yeah. Hondo is going. They're gonna have to. I'm willing to bet they end up having to cost Hondo differently for each faction. Yeah, he's also because... going to have to be facked into the sun as soon as he's yeah. released. Are you, are you saying he might have to be sun fact? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the so, tech forums middle? I can uh, I can pull it up real quick. Okay. It, it it's very interesting because it opens up uh, depending on how the card is read the potential for coordinating an enemy ship. You now, will be definitely be able to coordinating an enemy ship. Right, but the the question remains, who chooses the action in that case? Because the rules as written aren't clear. Uh, so much like how Jam had to be clarified to see who chooses the remove token, there's going to have to be an FAQ to clarify if you coordinate an enemy ship, who chooses the action. I am going to go out on a limb and say... I would put money there. down that it's the ship, the, the the person who is being coordinated to picks the action. The the Hondo I carrier do. doesn't pick. Indeed, that is what the Illuminati says as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and... But to read the text, oh, yeah. oh go ahead. No, no, no. All right. So the the card text. He is an action. You take the Hondo Onaka action. Choose two ships that range one to three of you that are friendly to each other. Coordinate one of those chosen ships, then jam the other, ignoring range restrictions. But the, the big reason I think it has to be whoever you coordinate to, they get to pick the action, is it's such a negative experience to have the person with Hondo coordinate your ace, a barrel roll, into four arcs, or onto a rock. Or a rock, yeah. yep. Um, and it's, it's thematic for Hondo, true. Yes, but, no, there, but the, the, the thematic for Hondo is that... If you're doing yourself, you have a, a good bonus, a long-range coordinate, and a small negative, a jam. Yeah, if right. you're doing it to your opponent, you have a negative that you want, a long-range jam. To do that, you're letting one of their other ships choose an action. Or you just pick one of their ships who is stressed. Right. I was just going to say that. Which is another uh, thing they have to fact, because we're not right. positive how that'll work. The Illuminati says it works, but again, the yeah. Illuminati doesn't know for sure until it's fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm it coming at you, a, Chris Sheriff. Yeah, it may be one of those uh, things where both uh, conditions have to be possible. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like technically, if you attempt to coordinate to a stress ship, the coordinate doesn't fail. The stress ship just can't take any action. So it's it's a weird. Yeah, it's it's very odd. He's gonna have to be factored the sun. He's gonna break the game on release, and then in three months later, he's gonna break the game again. Yeah, because of a combination somebody found. And. Um, but he's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, so... I mean, it's a really unique neat ability. It's a neat ability. It opens up a lot of options for every faction. Mm-hmm. You know what I just realized could be hilarious is throwing him in the Re- in Republic with Plo Koon, who can just eat those jam tokens for lunch. They coordinate. 
and a coordinate and chopper who can hand out jam tokens. So you could a make a control. yeah, you could make a really interesting Republic control list with Hondo. Some of my best friends are Jedi. At least <laughs> I think they're my friends. And if he's too expensive, you can just yell about how this this is this is no longer profitable. <laughs> <laughs> this list is no longer profitable. But like the Hondo means a, uh, Hondo means that's the reason for it. That's why we play X Wing, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. You speak softly and drive a big tank e starship. <laughs> uh, now we wait. Just need the Hondo space saucer. And yeah, we do so bad, but he's gonna break the game. Just wait. Yeah, you think he's gonna be priced uh, into the oblivion like Ensnare was? No, no, I just I just think that. He's going to well. He's going to break the game on release because nobody will have any idea how he actually works. Well, until okay. If when he coordinates, he gets to pick the action. He will be priced higher yeah. than Ensnare. He That's will an be thirty fifty points. points. Yeah. yeah. That's an easy fix, though. You just change the rule on that. Yeah. Um, so kind of going back also to the non-standard formats, uh, it seems like Hondo works well when there are a lot of ships out there. Is he going to be possibly really useful in Epic? I mean. Maybe. Probably I don't really meta. know what the if there's an epic meta. Yeah. I haven't looked at epic in 2.0, so I can't really answer that. If question. it's anything like first edition, then the answer is kind of no, because epic in first edition was actually just about putting the most dice on the board. Like yeah. upgrades in general were super inefficient. It was just about bringing as named many. pilots were inefficient in yeah. epic in 1.0. Doug and I found that out the hard way mm-hmm. when we did Team Epic at Worlds, and we're like, we have a list, and then we got smushed by 10 B Wings. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I have, I've, I unfortunately have yet to play Second Edition Epic, even though I have some Indeed. of the stuff. Um, and you know, I just haven't had the time being stuck at home. Yeah, it's very, too very. too busy doing nothing. <laughs> I've had a lot of Skyrim to play. That's true. Well, my fourth takeaway, uh, again, one of the new announced releases, the uh, tie RB, the big heavy tie from Solo that has the cannon that can rotate forwards and backwards. Uh, but most notably, it's a tie on a medium base. That just seems weird. Yeah, that's a little odd. But it and looks two, so cool. It does. And the mechanics we've seen for it so far are really neat. Yeah, I, I love that. The idea that uh, it's, uh, it's a beefy tie. It's got uh, tie-specific upgrades that kind of like the old... Uh, uh, Twin Ion Thruster? Twin Ion, what was the 1.0 card that turned all your banks? Uh, twin Ion into? Engines. Twin Ion Engines, yes. Uh, which theoretically every tie should have, because that's what tie stands for. <laughs> but uh, one of those that, you know, an upgrade that's, are, the, a lot of upgrades that come with it are going to be tie only, but can also go on the V-Wing, because the V-Wing's chassis ability is you can equip tie only upgrades to it. Yeah, because despite looking like a weird cross between a torrent and an ether sprite, it's the proto tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really like the brute. It's uh, like the the one one of the pilots that we've seen announced is like I four, and it's if he went fast enough, uh, he gets to assign a strain to somebody or two strain if he's been damaged. And these are eight whole one agility ships, so they're going to be damaged for a long portion of the game. Um, like it, it seems like it'll be a very control focused medium base ship. Uh, like the, it screams ion cannon because then you can fire an ion cannon out of the front or the back and bump up its attack dice value. Um, either way, that's it's probably the ship I'm most excited about in the the future waves, uh, and that might just be because it's an original faction ship and they haven't gotten a lot of new stuff. But yeah, especially scum. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sarcasm. Scum's gotten actual shifts. Yeah, it's gotten more than Rebels and Empire, at least. Combined! True. Uh, Doug, what was your uh, fifth and final takeaway? Uh, My last one was just a general nerfs to Imperial Aces. Uh, Soon Tier went up a point. Whisper went up three or four. Uh, Fifth Brother went up a point. Passive Sensors switched to Scaling Initiative, so it's way more expensive on Vader. Um, Similar to what we talked about with Vultures, uh, it just makes it in in Republic, Republic. it's uh, just a lot more. You have to make choices now. Um, and as Smittle's boomer comment was deleted, but that a lot of the times that means bringing Grand Inquisitor, but that's okay. Grand Inquisitor yeah. is a tanky, annoying piece of crap, but he doesn't do damage. Like he's uh, a, yeah. um, he, he severely he, limits the offense of a, a list like that. Let's say I've been doing a lot of Imperial Ace list building because that's with uh, the easy mode Republic lists gone, that should, is quote unquote the next easiest mode thing to do. But you can't fit three of the legit aces anymore with any kind of upgrades. Like, yeah. now is, is some of that due to uh, the prevalence of Ollie Pocknell's world's winning list? Oh, possibly? I'm sure that's a large part. I of mean, it. every list, every ship in that um, list is under cost today. Yeah, yeah. But even aside from his world's winning list, Imperial aces were the de facto ace thing to bring for the last you know, nine months. Like, Jedi were popular as well, but in terms of actual success, Empire was just kicking teeth in. Like, Vader Vader with passive sensors afterburners is 79 now instead of 75. Yeah. Like... You look um, at Whisper. Whisper's base cost went up by, what, three? Four? Yeah, she's 70 now? She's 60 now instead of... 60 now. Yeah. She went up by three, and then passive sensors on her went up by one, and the fifth brother went up by one, so that's five points there. And that's without a talent. She's now 76. Yep. Um, and then, like, those two you can't fit soon tier anymore. Mm-hmm. And those those two with soon tier fit yep. in the last points change. Easily. Like, easily. Um, but yeah, like, you gotta drop down to Echo or Grand Inquisitor for one yeah. of your shifts. Echo is now a really nice value at nine points less than Whisper. Whisper yeah. And even cheaper when you take into the passive sensors being cheaper. Indeed. And depending on what you're going to play, Initiative 4 might be as strong as Initiative 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see how the meta shifts out, but uh, based on the last points change and this one, it does feel like generics are getting better and better. Um, Indeed. Like Especially four, on five, hyperspace. Lists. Yeah. Like, um, where we didn't get much of an extended meta after the last points change? Uh, yeah, I think At we all. lost the LVO, LVO was the only one. Yeah. yeah. And Space Jams, I guess. But uh, Yeah, but that's a small sample size. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Alex, what was your final takeaway? Uh, lat. Actually, not really. Um, it's mostly about how lat. X-Wing's back back again. Um, but the points change for me brought all that X-Wing excitement back. I'm ready to play X-Wing now. I went from not wanting, not really thinking about playing X-Wing to I want to play X-Wing like every day now. <laughs> <laughs> it's back. And uh, also the other thing is I can't believe soon is still cheaper than Wedge, man. Yeah, like crazy. Just bump soon tier up four points and call it a day. Yep. And and four expenses on Von Reg. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. He's cheaper than Finn. That one's more reasonable. Everything's cheaper than Finn. That's not true. All of, any non-force small base ship is cheaper than Finn. Ray is the same cost as Finn. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Justice for Finn. No, but seriously, um, suit you're still too cheap. So. 
Very well. Uh, and my final takeaway is the miracle that we have yet another oddball pilot. Oddball in the B-Wing. So it may be possible to fly an entire list of oddballs under 200 points, if that I mean, were allowed yeah. within the rules. There's, only, there's what, four of them? Uh, the real question is, is this oddball going to have a different ability? And if not, is he going to be cheap enough to actually be playable? Yeah, no the, and no. You know, <laughs> almost certainly. <laughs> With the exception of Sinker, most of the named clones have kind of lackluster abilities. Uh, Broadside. Which, I keep forgetting Broadside's a clone. All of, all of the non-Jedi's in Republic. I know, I know until, that. Until it's, Tarkin it, comes out. <laughs> yeah, well, then that was my next thing on there, that the uh, we get uh, Will of Tarkin in a V-Wing, which, uh, and again, refresh my memory, did we see that in Clone Wars? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think we ever saw Tarkin. Oh, we, it was in the Tarkin months. novel. Yeah, which uh, made it interesting that his subtitle also is Aspiring Admiral, which I just love. And he, it, Tarkin is overall one. Well, he's a jerk, but he is one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars canon, mostly because of the Tarkin novel. And I highly recommend it, by the way. Uh, Max Lucero, great author. It's one of actually the first new canon novels for the Star Wars universe. Interesting-wise, it is the first new canon novel. It, is, it, was I, written, it was written for old canon, but released right after the purchase was made. Okay, I didn't, know, I didn't know if it came out before the uh, A New Dawn. Uh... It did, because it, it was supposed to be old canon. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, it re- it was written for old canon, but released after the merger, so it was it's new canon. And there you go. Uh, it's it's what it's a wonderful novel. It's one of my favorite uh, formerly EU now canon novels. So I recommend people go pick it up. You can actually find it in a anthology with uh, a new dawn, which is kind of the origin of uh, Hera and Kanan together so and, that's it uh, uh dark lord dark lords of the sith lords of the sith the vader palpatine buddy cop book is yeah, the other sure. one of those three that's one of the really early new canon novels <laughs> that are worth reading all of them yes uh but overall i think that uh you see yet another oddball to where i think even ffg realizes he's a meme character now oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> they knew it with the, with the third oddball <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I'd be surprised we don't see like you know oddball in an ether sprite. Uh, I mean, we got to have oddball in every wave at this point. Every I, wave, there's a republic ship. There's got to be an oddball. I'm really hoping that the uh, the lat comes with oddball gunner. <laughs> oddball <laughs> shot down Plo Koon. Justice hey. for Plo Koon. Yep. No wonder the same initiative. Yeah. <laughs> Matchstick dies in the very. He's one of the Y-Wing that dies in the episode of Clone Wars, which is why you shouldn't fly Matchstick, because he's bad, both in the game and in Clone Wars. <laughs> so you're basically saying you shouldn't fly anybody who has died on screen in canon? No, specifically Matchstick. Yeah, like you're, you're wiping out a couple of actual factions. I said <laughs> Justice for Plo Koon, so he's fine. <laughs> but, but don't fly Matchstick, that's my point. <laughs> Didn't Plo Koon crash in the water so he could theoretically be alive? No, he crashed onto a ground, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> a ground. <laughs> Just the one. Just the one ground. <laughs> but I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Revenge of the Sith, so maybe Crash in the Water. All right. Well, that's uh, 15 different takeaways about all the announcements, and there's a ton more. There was a lot of information put out there, uh, not just for what's coming out, but the points change. A uh, lot of things have kind of been thrown up in the air. As we mentioned, some lists are now priced uh, out of play and other ones have become available, as is the way it's supposed to work. So we've got uh, you know, a new meta out there and some tournaments to play it in. 
for the L.A. Corellia, right? Uh, Corellia, I believe, is the uh, West Coast one coming in. Yeah. Uh, did you August. sign up for it? Is my question. Uh, oh, I did. Yes, absolutely. I All am right. in for the uh, Corellia one and the Crate one, which I believe is the East Coast time frame. Yes, I, I Crate on Corellia so far. I'll probably sign Crate. up for New York afterwards, depending on how I do. Uh, overall, though, are we hyped for the new stuff? I'm, I'm more hyped for points. Yeah. Than just playing X-Wing at this point. Same. Like, like if if we get more lat and G and gunship information, HNP, I'll be pretty hyped. Yeah. But the other stuff is still too far away in my mind. Like I know it's November. It's, it's not that far away timeline wise. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Time doesn't mean anything anymore, guys. Uh, pretty yeah, sure it's we, still the middle of March. Yeah. As as a side note, uh, the three of us just found out today as we're recording this that our office is extending our work from home for another month. Which will yep. make it six months, half a year that we'll have been on work from home. Mm-hmm. Half of Doug's time with the company, and almost exactly. half of my almost half of my time with the company. Yeah. Like almost the thirtieth of my time with the company. But <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's, that's, great, that's man. the yeah. T- time is a weird thing, and especially for X Wing, since we've gone that entire time with no news and no changes, to <laughs> suddenly have all this come up is uh, it's a real breath of fresh air. I, I'm pretty sure we started recording before quarantine. And I'm pretty sure our second episode is when the Lat HNP and Z article dropped. And, and then we immediately went into quarantine. And then it's been six months. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Check that real quick. Yeah, but do your, do your, your stuff. Uh, so, shout out my father, Bob Howe. It's my father, Bob Howe. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw you on one ground. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah. I guess shout out to Bob Howe. Uh, Doug, if you could uh, reach out to the Falcon King and see, uh, maybe we can get a quote from him on the uh, Falcon points reduction, what he thinks about it uh, for our next podcast. Uh, I can, but he actually sadly doesn't like the Falcon nearly as much in second edition. The Falcon King title a... came from first edition. Um, he just, it's, he, he misses the one hearts. But yet he's beaten me twice in second edition with double Falcon. Uh, he still played with double Falcon. Well, yeah. Does he play that yeah. much double Falcon? Okay. Uh, he's played it both times. He's beaten me. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I will I mean, you he probably doesn't better. remember doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will ask him though. I will get his feedback on on Falcons. Indeed. Uh, let me give a uh, special shout out to uh, listener in front of the podcast, Joe Jackson. Who oh, is... Joey Jackson. Yeah, I call him behind his back because we're weird. And now in person, Joey <laughs> Jackson. Now, now live on the air. <laughs> uh, just a quick thing. Uh, Joe was one of the first people that I actually played against when I learned to play X-Wing uh, at a couple of tournaments. Real nice, friendly guy. Got me uh, some experience with, uh, he handed my hat to me a number of times. So, heck of a dude. Heck of a dude. Real, real nice guy. Uh, currently, his, uh, I believe his wife is in the diplomatic service, and they're down in Brazil with their family. Indeed. Uh, so, uh, occasionally from Facebook updates, it looks beautiful down there, and he is still uh, listening to our podcast, and according to our stats, he is our South American contingent, so <laughs> shout out to... Uh... My apologies that yeah. you have to listen to this, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're still listening, but we appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Joe, drop us a line on uh, social media. Are you part of the X-Wing scene down there in Brazil? And uh, have they gotten any new stuff since 1.0 dropped? Brag. 
Shout out to Greg. 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 Listen to hear a shout out. So we got to keep him coming back by shout out every week. That is true. Uh, we're going to give our usual reminders to take care of each other when you're going out, wear your masks and practice social distancing. Uh, remember that Black Lives Matter. Do your part to confront racism in our communities. And as we have all three done today, go out and vote. I mean, the polls are closed now. But by, by in general, general. Vote, <laughs> vote now. now. Vote now, yeah. The, uh, most of you are going to have uh, primaries coming up in the next couple of weeks. Make sure you're registered to go do that. And November's coming sooner than we think, at least for our U.S. listeners. Uh, for those of you who are overseas, uh, do your civic duty wherever you are. Voting so, <laughs> indeed. Uh, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug Howe. And I'm still Alex Smittle. And guys, the lat's almost here. Lat! Lat, 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 lat. We're gonna need a new lat. chant after the lat comes out. We I mean, not for a few, not well, for a few episodes. Yeah, I'll just hold my lat, the chant. lat. Yeah, but yeah, what's gonna be our new lat? That's gonna be. I mean, are we gonna chant Edda? Are we yeah, gonna? Chant probably gotta be a one. So, brute, 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 brute. Hi, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. If you'd like to support us and help offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Radio and toss us a few credits to help keep the Huck cartels off our backs. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio and X-Wing Podcast, on Twitter at Tashi Station XW, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Tashi Station X-Wing. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to like and hit subscribe. Yubby yub.